Well, good day and welcome to Holding Fast. Great to have you today in the podcast. How is your anchor holding today? I trust that you're walking with Christ. Today is a podcast Thursday. It is a heresy or a false teaching of the day today. Another one to add in the list of things to be uh, aware of and to avoid uh, as much as possible so that you don't fall into error in your walk with the Lord. It is really a minefield out there, and we have to be so vigilant to make sure that uh, we don't adopt any of those things that would cause us to uh, believe something that is false, that is uh, untrustworthy. Today's heresy or false teaching of the day is the word Gnosticism. 1 John chapter 1, let me read you a few verses from the disciple, the apostle John. He wrote this, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested unto us." That which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. These things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. Well, today we're looking at the false teaching of Gnosticism. It's actually named for the Greek word gnosis, which means knowledge. Um, It actually represents a real huge range of ancient heresies that resulted from attempts to blend Roman and Greek ideologies and philosophies with Christianity. Uh, Prior to the time of Christ, there were a number of Greek thinkers, one of whose name was, of course, Plato that you're familiar with, maybe one you haven't thought of named Valentinus. Uh, who lived right at the end of the uh, uh, of the of the apostles' existence, uh, but yet whose um, notorious thoughts and wrong thinking was beginning to crop up even in Christians of that first century and early second century, in the early one hundreds, to the point that the apostle John felt compelled to write the first epistle of John and to correct some wrong thinking of these so-called Gnostics, uh, Gnosticism, which really became prominent in the second and third centuries. Uh, Matter of fact, there are people, there are even books today available on the so-called Gnostic Gospels. These were not written by the apostles or disciples, but they were books that were written that most times were full of great error. Uh, because they departed from the Gospels as written by the disciples and the apostles. So, Gnosticism is our false teaching of the day. There were numerous flavors of this teaching. Uh, There were a few overarching principles that kind of characterized the entire movement, and that's what I really want to just spend the rest of the time about, uh, about what we should think about Gnosticism. Um, Gnosticism was perhaps the most dangerous heresy of the day in the disciples' era. It threatened the early church during the first three centuries as it began to grow. It was influenced, as I said, by Greek thinkers like Plato uh, and others. Uh, And it was based on two, and, and all forms of Gnosticism will have this in common. First, it has two false premises. 
presuppositions. First, it says that there is a dualism between spirit and matter. And I don't want to get too involved here except to say that those who are Gnostics tried to bring Greek thinking into Christianity, and they were teaching that matter, the things of the flesh, the things of this world, the things that we see, is inherently evil, and the spiritual things of the world are good. Uh, This basic belief, Gnostics believed that anything that was done in the body, even the grossest sins, had no meaning because real life exists in the spirit realm only. In fact, the Apostle Paul had to deal with this, this in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, in which the people of Corinth had fallen under this Greek way of thinking that God is not really concerned about what we do in our bodies because that's flesh, that's material, that's something that belongs to this world and it doesn't really impact us spiritually. And the Apostle Paul had to say, wait a minute, back up. The fact is that your body, your material portion, and your spirit, your spiritual existence are connected in such a way that God cares about both. In fact, Jesus Christ died on the cross that he might purchase everything about who we are. It does matter what you do in your body. It does matter if you go give it over to immorality and sexual perversion. It does matter if you uh, destroy your body through artificial substances and things of that nature. That those gross sins we do in our body does have an impact on our spiritual existence as well. So Gnosticism taught that everything that is fleshly and material is evil and everything that is spiritual is good. And then secondly, the Gnostics actually claimed to possess some kind of elevated knowledge, a higher truth. You remember I told you the word Gnostic comes from Gnosis? Uh, that there is some higher truth that can only be known by a certain few people, those that are the elite. Gnosticism uh, means to know. So Gnostics claim to possess a higher knowledge that does not come from the Bible, but it's acquired through some mystical higher plane of existence that has to come to you on a transcendent level. The Gnostics saw themselves as a privileged class that was elevated above everybody else by their supposed higher, deeper knowledge of God. Now, these two principles have real problems for us today. Uh, To discredit the idea of any uh, uh, um, compatibility between Christianity and Gnosticism, you have to compare their teachings on the main doctrines of the faith that the Bible teaches when it comes to salvation. The reason why their thinking is wrong is because when you compare it to what the Bible teaches, you find that there's a vast difference. Gnosticism teaches that salvation is gained through acquiring this divine knowledge that's outside of the Bible that frees you from the illusions of the darkness of your thinking. Uh, You think uh, uh, one of the modern movements, even in our day today, that's a product of that is known as the Christian science movement, which teaches you that sin and, and wrong and guilt and things of that nature are just constructs of your mind and are not real 
problems in your relationship with God. And that's that higher knowledge. And so Christian scientism wants to turn you to get this transcendent understanding of truth. That's a problem because they're teaching that salvation is way different than what salvation of the Bible. They claim to know Jesus and his original teachings, but they contradict him at every turn. Jesus didn't say anything ever about salvation through knowledge, but he said salvation comes by faith in him as a real savior, as a real person who is in real flesh. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, for by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Salvation in Christ, uh, it's offered uh, freely and available to everyone, not just a select few. So you don't have to have some higher knowledge, some higher revelation outside the Bible as the Gnostics teach. Rather, the scripture is sufficient to tell you what is true. The Bible tells us that there is only one source of truth, and that's in the Bible, the inspired, inerrant word of the living God, the only infallible rule of faith, what we believe and practice, how we live it. That's God's revelation to us. It can't be overshadowed by man's thoughts, man's ideas, some philosopher's writings or visions. Gnostics have all kinds of heretical writings known as the Gnostic Gospels. They're forgeries. They claim to be lost books of the Bible, which is a lie because they were never lost, and neither were they books of the Bible. But nonetheless, it it intrigues people, and they buy these modern books today. Uh, There are so many doctrines in Scripture that Gnosticism conflicts with. The person of Jesus Christ, for example. You remember the verses I read from 1 John a few moments ago? John said, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, which our hands have handled. What John is contradicting there is these Gnostics that believe that it just appeared that Jesus was living in flesh. It was an illusion. It was something that was a mirage. It was not something that was true. It was a figment of people's imagination. Jesus could never have lived in flesh because, again, flesh is Uh, material is evil, spirit is good. So Christ could never have been that way. That contradicts over and over the teachings of scripture that Jesus was God in the flesh. So it affects the person of Christ and what we understand. So Gnosticism, based on some mystical, intuitive, inward, emotional approach to truth that is not new at all. It's very old. Satan questioned God to Eve in the in the Garden of Eden and and prompted them to reject and accept a lie, reject the words of God. He does the same thing today. First Peter five eight says that Satan is prowling about literally like a roaring lion, seeking for someone to devour. Um, so the Apostle Paul says in First Thessalonians five twenty one. Uh, test everything, hold on to that which is good, compare everything to the word of God, the only truth. John said in 1 John chapter 4 and verse 1, he said, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the spirit of God, every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. He lived, he He took on human flesh, and he's the only one 
that can forgive you of your sins today. God bless you. Walk with Him. 